0: now the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits
1: i say america stay out the bushes For the union Naval.
0: And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan.
2: Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome aboard. I'm every yours, Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your virgin voyage, allow me to share with you our mantra. Folks, we want the Republicans out of our bedroom, the Democrats out of our wallets, and both out of our First and Second Amendment rights. We feel there exists this cavernous gap separating the two orthodoxies and that it's a gap comprised of many degreed thinking people who can argue quite passionately in shades of gray. And to that end, each and every show, we have fine guests to help best illustrate this point. Today is no exception. Also, if you wish to hook up with us on the web, it's www.alannathan.com. Don't forget that email address, alan at alannathan.com. That's A L A M. Coming at you live and strong each and every Monday through Friday at this time. Don't forget the classic Alan Nathan show, Saturdays, 6 to 7 p.m. And overnight Sunday mornings, 3 to 4, all times Eastern. We are indeed a Main Street Radio Network production. Please check us out at MainStreetRadioNetwork.com. Feel free to avail yourselves of our nascent but always robust Twitter and Facebook options that we have there for you. And, of course, with great dispatch and alacrity, we'd love to thank our distributor, the Salem Radio Network. That's right. The Alan Nathan Show is entering its 25th year of national syndication, all thanks to you, reaching about 800 towns and cities across a couple of hundred radio station broadcasts each week again. All thanks to you. And, by the way, I don't care if you're part of the authoritarian left or perpetually clueless right. Please get out of the thought control business. Our topics du jour, you may have heard, well, former acting CIA Director Michael Morell admits that current Secretary of State Antony Blinken asked him to coordinate that infamous letter signed by 51 former Intel officials to falsely portray the Hunter Biden laptop story as Russian disinformation. What's going to happen where those ramifications are concerned? What is going to be the blowback? What will be the consequences? I'm very eager to find out. Also, a current top IRS agent seeks... Whistleblower protection to share documented proof that the investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes has been politicized and that senior officials have lied in their congressional testimony on the issue. What's next on that horizon? Also, we have more on Democrat feminist groups joining Republicans in supporting the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act against Biden's promise to veto it. You have to wonder, do trans females have special rights to trample on the rights of women? just a question, just an innocent question. Yes, it is. Anyway, folks, delighted you could be with us today. What a week it has been. No trouble finding relevant topics to discuss. I mean, all you, you put a blindfold on, throw a dart, and you're going to hit something relevant. No toys about it. Uh, but I'm very curious about this uh, Michael Morell uh, story. It's really uh, a head shaker. Um, now, the, see, the thing is that the House Judiciary's Government Weaponization Subcommittee, it's uh, chaired by uh, Jim Jordan, who's the Ohio congressman. Um, some call him a conservative firebrand. We, we've had him on the show a few times, whole front of the program. Got to get him back. Anyway, his committee just released the letter showing a mind-numbing admission by former acting CIA director Michael Morell. This guy confessed... That he was the one who orchestrated that now infamous letter, again, signed by 50, 51 former Intel officials, claiming that the Biden laptop bombshell story reported by the New York Post, again, just weeks before the 2020 elections, was Russian disinformation. He's the one admitting to having written the letter saying that it was Russian disinformation, which, of course, gave manufactured credence to its FBI pressured national censorship. So what consequences? should befall these crap stains. Hmm? What? We had James Clapper, former director of national intelligence. He was saying this is, oh, has all the earmarks of Russian spycraft. Really? The former CIA director, John Brennan, echoed the same thing. All of these idiots saying that which they knew to not be true Morell also admitted that he did this at the behest of Antony Blinken, again, our current Secretary of State, and that the Biden campaign had called him to say, thanks, thanks for your cooperation on the matter. Now, when you put this orchestrated canard together with Hillary Clinton and the DNC coordinating with government officials to conjure the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, and, and you also put it together with the Biden administration's documented censorial campaign to quash all scientific dissent against its life-killing COVID protocol narratives. Is it any wonder that much of the nation would love to see all of these douchebags face a jury-approved firing squad on national television? Can't take the law into our own hands, but boy, we would love to still see a jury-approved firing squad of these people because they have harmed millions they have killed millions and they have ruined the lives of millions these people need to be subjected to some hair raising consequences they need to be intimidated to such a degree that they wind up in an embryonic position or at least the fetal position on a therapist's couch Now, doing some great reporting on this, uh, we have folks like uh, John Solomon and Nick Jeeves for the just the news operation out there. The headline is, X-Top Official Admits Hunter Biden Laptop Letter Designed to Influence the 2020 Election. Uh, Blinken Vol. Some other uh, outlets have covered the story. You've got the Wall Street Journal, of course, Fox News as well. Um, anyway, uh, Solomon and Jeeves, here, here's what uh, they had to say in a few of their excerpts or in a few of the excerpts I've chosen. House Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan sent a letter demanding Blinken, again the Secretary of State, answer a series of questions about Morell's stunning testimony as lawmakers weigh the enormity of America's top diplomat being willing to accuse a nuclear-armed superpower of interfering in the 2020 election without evidence. There was no evidence. They just felt like saying it, and they said it. Jordan added, uh, rather, the, uh, Solomon Jeeves uh, went on to say, that letter included major snippets of Morell's testimony. Now, that's the end of the excerpt. You've got to wonder, though, how many times do these reptilian criminals get to use the cry Russian wolf card before getting slapped around in court for knowingly triggering federal investigative dollars to chase down these BS allegations? When is enough? Enough. They go on to report Morrell, who retired as deputy CIA director after a long and storied career and served as its acting chief, was on the short list in fall of 2020 to be Biden's CIA director when he became involved in the letter. He ultimately did not receive the job. (laughs) Gee, do you think he didn't get the nomination nod because perhaps the Biden administration didn't want to risk this coming up in congressional hearings so soon after Joe's inauguration? You know, the one who loves to sniff the hair of young girls, the one who didn't mind taking showers with his daughter till she was, what, just about a teenager, as his daughter pointed out. Gee, not a very appropriate thing to do. Gee, you think, you know? Wow, what a family. What a mess. Solomon and Jeevas further report that the transcript of Morell's interview showed he had no intent to write the statement and that Blinken's call triggered his actions. Well, you know, I don't know how much he's going to get away with that. I mean, you know, dude, you're still accountable. Uh, unless you can show how they were able to twist your arm in a fashion that you had nothing to do with. You know, you couldn't help, you know. <laughs> you know. Uh, boy, boy, boy. They go on to write, The same day Blinken reached out to Morell. an article was published in USA Today alleging that the FBI was looking into the laptop as part of a disinformation campaign. I want to restate that uh, writing again. The same day Blinken reached out to Morrell, the same day, Bl- who, who used to be with uh, you know, Biden's campaign before he became Secretary of State, the same day that Anthony Blinken reached out to Michael Morrell, again, former acting CIA director, an article was published in USA Today alleging that the FBI was looking into the laptop as part of a disinformation campaign, quote-unquote. Now, folks... The problem here is that these low-life inbreds, again, aligned with the Biden campaign, obviously coordinated with active government personnel to pressure big tech to quash that Hunter Biden laptop story, which really means they were engaged in election interference, as well as denying the American public the information they had the right to know before voting. Am I overstating a damn thing here? Anything at all, we'll ask some guests on the horizon. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. Going to be right back.
3: This message is provided by Beringer Engelheim. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer-Ingelheim's Phase 3 global. Global Fibrineer program. To learn more about Fibrinear and eligibility requirements, visit fibrinear-ipf.longboat.com and fibrinear-ild.longboat.com.
4: This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities.
5: Justina Nixon-St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org.
6: Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious and lately you seem to really not care i've been there for you since day one and i know you think i'm gonna keep ticking but no my friend i can quit whenever i want why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while is that too much to ask i don't want to leave but unless you stop ignoring me what else am i supposed to do remember when i quit you quit Sincerely, your heart.
3: Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text pressure to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
1: The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals
6: You sent this letter uh, to the Senate, the Finance Committee, uh, Judiciary, both uh, Whistleblower Protection and Chuck Grassley, also to the House Ways and Means Chairman, the Ranking, Jim Jordan, Jerry Nadler, and Judiciary. And in it, it says that uh, your client has information that contradicts sworn testimony to Congress by a senior political appointee, uh, failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest and ultimate disposition of this case that you're talking about, and examples of preferential treatment in politics improperly infecting decisions as laid out in this letter is there documentation to support this not just someone saying this is what i saw but actual documentation
2: my clients a career law enforcement officer who uh... is respected within the irs and he teaches other agents how to properly do investigations
0: he knows when to spot when investigative steps aren't done in the traditional way to get at the truth
2: and he does indeed have documentation um... And I want to go ahead and uh, offer a few more uh, clips on this before going to my illustrious guest. Let's uh, continue with, by the way, every yours it's Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis. For those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach, we are listening to an exchange between Fox News' special report with Brett Baird. He's talking to Mark uh, Lytle, uh, spelled L-Y-T-L-E. He's an attorney for this IRS whistleblower about a letter uh, that he sent to Congress, noting that his client has seen officials lie to Congress and, asks if there's do- and uh, of course, Brett Baer asks if there's documentation supporting it. Uh, Mark replies that the whistleblower teaches other IRS agents and knows when procedures are violated. But, in fact, he does indeed have documentation. Let's hear a little bit more um, from this exchange before, again, going to my illustrious guest. Clip 8, James, if you please. He has spotted and observed things that are done differently in, in this particular matter, which I can't identify. And he wants to talk about them. And he believes that
0: they were influenced by politics.
6: You can't identify, but we have sources telling us that this has to do with the Hunter Biden investigation. And to that point, Hunter Biden's attorney, Chris Clark, put out a statement in which he says, it appears this IRS agent has committed a crime. It is a felony for an IRS agent to improperly disclose information about an ongoing tax investigation. The IRS has incredible power and abusing that power by targeting, embarrassing, or disclosing information about a private citizen's tax matters undermines Americans' faith in the federal government. Unfortunately, that is what has happened and is happening happening here in an attempt to harm my client
2: you know it's really unfortunate that that statement was made my client wrestled with whether or not to come forward at the end of the day he decided that he could not live with himself if he stayed quiet and said nothing so he's coming forward but he knows that he's going to be attacked
6: i mean you see that as fairly threatening that you know i don't think it helps whistleblowers as a whole
2: and the reality is he has said nothing about hunter biden's tax history per se he hasn't he has talked about the conduct of others surrounding the investigation of these taxes of the uh person in focus Hunter Biden. He has talked about Hunter Biden's own records in any way shape or form. He's only commenting through his attorney on the prevarication that he's witnessed regarding people who have given sworn testimony on Capitol Hill. So he's commenting on the behavior of those who are a part of the investigation or are Influencing the investigation, but he hasn't said word one about the subject matter or any uh, given any specifics on anything having to do with documentation uh, or information on documentation uh, surrounding Hunter Biden. Uh, none that I've been able to see whatsoever. Anyway, so sitting in us in, in with us right now, all friend of the show, Don Irvine, chairman of Accuracy in Media and Accuracy in Academia. His father launched Accuracy in Media in 1969. Articles from his blog, Bias Watch, are frequently republished in outlets like Fox Nation as well as National Review. By the way, he's also author of the highly praised work entitled Why You Can't Trust the News, Volume 2 and 3. Uh, good to have you back, Don. How are you today?
0: Great. Glad to be back.
2: Now, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on was to talk about the Morell bombshell, but I'd, I'd be guilty of talk host malpractice unless I also uh, asked for your opinion on this. Now, am I wrong in saying that this whistleblower talking about, um, the management of the investigation surrounding Hunter Biden's uh, tax investigation um, is is just that him talking about those who are uh, involved in the investigation is not tantamount to uh, disclosing anything specific or, or rather disclosing any of the specifics concerning Hunter Biden's tax history. Where am I mistaken?
0: No, no, no. You're, you're, you're right on. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, you know, everything is you know we're seeing what we're seeing at this point but he, you know he's not he's not doing anything here that uh that leads us down some other path at this point i think right now we're just going to have to wait and see how much more information we get out of that but you know they, they don't want to also you know kind of blow the whole investigation at the same point in time either
2: no 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 and and as uh, uh this uh, whistleblower's attorney uh lytle points out uh or, or as fox news is reporting on it lytle sent a letter Um, Wednesday to top Republicans and Democrats on the House and Senate Judiciary Committees, as well as the Senate Finance Committee and the House Ways and Means Committee, saying that his client has, quote, already made protected disclosures internally at the IRS through counsel to the U.S. Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration and to the Department of Justice Office of Inspector General general and he goes on to and fox goes on to report that Lytle said the protected disclosures quote contradict sworn testimony to congress by a senior politically appoint, um, appointee and involve quote failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest in the ultimate disposition of the case unquote he is being very critical of the behavior of those involved in the investigation and those surrounding the investigation without releasing one diphthong of information concerning Hunter Biden's tax information itself. So in that regard, I don't know why it is that Hunter Biden's uh, lawyer, uh, Mr. Clark, is even saying what he's saying. It's like he's – this guy, Chris Clark, he's responding to uh, an assertion never made while – you know, opposing an argument, never asserted. It it sounds nonsensical, does it not?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, Hunter Biden has been under investigation for for quite a while. and they're, They're still trying to find a way to dig themselves out from under these things. And if they can cast aspersions and doubt about anything, you know, relating to this, they're going to do that. And I think that's, this is just, you know, this is just, you know, smoke and mirrors for them to try to figure out a way to get out of this. But but you know Hunter Biden's in big trouble, and he knows it, and they're 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 really grasping for straws.
2: I want to get to this other issue I was talking about uh, just before you came on. Um, looking at the clock, though, and I'm, I'm kind of running out of time, um, so let me get right to it. You, you, you may have, we we've got the the weaponization subcommittee chaired by uh, Jim Jordan, a congressman from Ohio, releasing a letter showing that uh, former acting CIA director Michael Morell confessed that he orchestrated that now infamous letter signed by 51 former intel officials claiming the hunter biden laptop story reported by the new york post uh was russian disinformation uh what consequences do you think should befall these idiots
0: yeah i mean this is i don't think either of us are really shocked that this has come out you know in terms of that this was the root of the problem here but yeah, I mean, you know, and we're not going to really see much coverage on this except maybe in a conservative media type of situation. But somebody's got to hold these guys accountable for what they did. I mean, you know, Biden here is guilty. All these people, you know, this is this is terrible behavior on their part to to just go out there and basically flat out lie in an effort to swing an election uh, for the Democrats.
2: Yeah, because the problem again is these people again aligned with the Biden campaign. They, without a doubt, coordinated with active government personnel to pressure big tech to quash that story, and that means they engaged in election interference, uh, which wound up denying the American voting public the information they had the right to know before voting. Isn't that fair to say?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. They should be held held accountable for this. They've accused the right of doing this. They need to be held accountable.
2: Without question. As usual, never enough time, but Don Irvine, great having you on board. Uh, Don Irvine, chairman of Accuracy in Media as well as Accuracy in Academia. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. Going to be right back.
5: From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common. But after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve, and again on Valentine's Day, and on random occasions throughout the the year they're drawn to each other though they are each too insecure to be their true selves so what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist author elise bryant
7: this is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are i hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with reggie and delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way
5: Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold.
4: Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and Zero Sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage egg and cheese croissant sandwich. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper Sandwich, BK Royal Crispy Chicken Sandwich, or Chicken Fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way. At Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Sponsored by (laughs) Coca-Cola.
3: If all of this was in the air when I was young, I I would have become absolutely convinced that I was really a man. And I I think I would have probably been vulnerable to that, uh, uh, you know, fantasy until I think my mid-20s. And um, completing my massive... Seven hundred page book, sexual Personae, In a sense, um, exercised that. Okay, and I, I I regard I, I, I right from the start, nineteen ninety. I was describing that book as a as a transgender construction. Okay? As a as it's a, a voice. It's an other self. Okay, it's, it's the, it, I've, ex, I've extruded that self okay, there. Right? But nevertheless, I, I still um, you know I still have the gender dysphoria. I've never felt uh, female, but I, I don't feel male either. Right? The, the, the thing is, you know, for me, I I feel okay that. Uh, I've, I've said this, you know, publicly is that uh, prescribing puberty blockers to to children, okay, is uh, is a violation of human rights.
2: We've had this lady on our show before as well. That's Camelia Paglia, professor at the University of Arts in Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, she's a feminist, uh, Bernie Sanders supporter. She also supported Jill Stein, and she makes it abundantly clear that if today's trans movement were around when she was little. She would have been convinced that she was uh, that that, that maybe she should be operated on, maybe that she should have uh, you know gender reassignment surgery. All right, and that it wasn't until her mid twenties that she finally figured out uh, who she was for herself. You know, a lot of times these kids, when they're subjected to these uh, these um, machinations of thought and argument and inculcation and manipulation. They might feel that just because, let's say, they are sexually attracted to their own gender, that that must mean by default, uh, they should become the opposite gender. Oh, well, I, I, I like guys, so I, I should become a woman. Or if you're a female and, and you like other females, well, that must mean I, I want to become a man. They're, they're not young enough to make these, uh, considerations yet. Hey, you just might, you might be perfectly happy being the gender you are, you just, find that you sexually prefer to be with those of your own gender. But you've got to be given a chance to live a bit of life before making these decisions. Every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. Once again, you're listening to Camelia Baglia, a professor at the University of Arts in Pennsylvania. She went on to say also not only uh, does she think that puberty blockers are a violation of human rights, but she also believes that gender transition surgeries for minors... Happens to be a form of child abuse. And there's a lot of intriguing uh, machinations going on this particular issue. Uh, and not surprisingly so. I mean, um, and I'm, I'm just delighted to see more open discussion about it. So, yes, today we're going to continue the, a bit on this discussion. We have more on Democrat feminist groups joining Republicans in supporting the protection of women and girls in sports act. Uh, all against Biden's promise to veto the damn thing. You got to wonder: Do trans females have special rights to trample on the rights of women? By the way, you can be pro-trans community and still be supportive of the rights of women. Anyway, without further ado, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing. Over to the show, Ashley Hayek, Hayek, uh, executive director at America First Policy Institute. She was uh, national coalition's director for President Trump's 2020 campaign. Ashley, good to have you on, uh, on board again. How are you today?
7: i am great thanks for having
2: me no a pleasure a pleasure indeed uh re- really happy to uh to have you on board uh, I- i'm curious what you think about this because right now you got the women's liberation front and women's declaration international usa bo- all, both devout they call themselves radical feminists that's their own way of referring to themselves and they apparently are now on the same side as all american swimmer riley Gaines, as well as the republicans and their joint objection to biden threatening to veto the GOP bill that would actually ban trans males from going against naturally born females in competitive sports. Again, the bill is called the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. How do you see this Democrat against Republican, yet also Democrat allied with Republican against Democrat, battle royale panning out, I ask you?
7: Yeah, that's a great question. And right now, the majority of Americans do believe that men should not be competing in women's sports. But what you hear in the mainstream is quite the opposite. They want to demand victory over this uh, gender war, if you will. I think that people, including myself, um, were raised in a generation based on women's empowerment. And that was when we were, Sheryl Sandberg, remember, lean in, take your seat at the table, shatter glass ceilings, you can have it all. And now as a mom, as five kids, we're, we're chest feeders or birthing persons, and it's no longer about equality or women's empowerment or opportunity, but it's really a war on women specifically in families. And it's absolutely mind-blowing that today our daughters could have to compete against biological males, and if you're uncomfortable with that, then you're labeled a bigot. Um, so, you know, I think the true feminists, the ones who have been fighting for equal opportunity for women, are the ones that are speaking up. And those that are really just trying to pursue an extreme woke agenda that undermines human dignity are the ones that are fighting that narrative. I so, agree. I'm just surprised
2: that the feminist community took this long to come around, given that it was such a direct hit uh, against the core of, of of who they are. I mean, look, plenty of the woke are, are going to point out that uh, a lot of folks in the trans community already feel marginalized enough and they need to feel more included in society. And, and I get that, but folks should still feel comfortable in saying that Opposing trans females, which are just guys who identify as women, opposing trans females going up against naturally born females in competitive sports is not showing prejudice against the trans community as much as it's showing a sensitivity to naturally born females. I mean, nobody, but nobody can deny the scientifically provable physiological advantages that trans females have over naturally born females. Just as when you think about it, no one can reject the uh, physiological advantages that naturally born males have over trans males, women who identify as males. Now, where am I mistaken in the least in that regard?
7: No, that's exactly right. And it's not even just a matter of, you know, fairness in terms of competing in the sport. but it's also a violation of privacy, and there's a major safety issue, a huge safety issue. You know, it's an invasion of a woman's privacy or a girl's privacy in restrooms and locker rooms and classrooms, et cetera. Um, so many parents don't even realize that uh, biological men are allowed to use their child's bathroom at a school. Look at Loudoun County, where you had a, a girl who was raped at school in her, in her school bathroom. So it goes beyond and the And that sport. same guy goes...
2: who dressed as a woman and raped mm-hmm. her was allowed to get off the hook, transferred to another school, and replicated the same egregious act. Only exactly then was right. he really held accountable in incarcerated form. That's exactly
7: that. right. That That's exactly right. And I think part of this too is it's the stories are starting to come out. So if you heard about a month or so ago, a whistleblower came forward from St. Louis Children's Hospital in Missouri, and she was a case manager. She met with two to three patients a week. She identified herself as a trans rights activist. But then when she got into that job, she saw the major problems. She, she documented how uh, doctors continued prescribing medical transition, even when a parent stated they were revoking consent. She stated how uh, puberty blockers actually worsen mental health. Remember, the left is always saying that the puberty blockers, if you don't prescribe your children hormone therapy, they will be more likely to commit suicide. But she said it was exactly the opposite. Children who were never suicidal became suicidal. She said that on one occasion, a patient had their breasts removed. The surgery was performed at the St. Louis Children's Hospital, and three months later, the patient contacted the surgeon, asking the surgeon to put her breasts back on. So this is what we are dealing with today. And it's, it's not just happening in Missouri. It's happening in Virginia, in Texas, in Florida, and literally across the country. And we need more women, regardless of political background or affiliation, and more men even to stand up and say, enough is enough. This is an attack on women. This is an attack on children, really, all children, regardless of gender. Um, and it has to stop immediately. Yeah,
2: because they can't elocute effectively in their own defense. They can, especially when they're being subjected to this kind of Uh, indoctrination at such an early age, they just don't have the wherewithal to properly defend themselves. Now, so many on the left are insisting that defending the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act is somehow, uh, you know, an assault, an attack on the trans community. But isn't it more rational to say that objecting to a nonsensically biased agenda that's hiding behind a minority demographic doesn't mean you're attacking that demographic? Aren't you simply against that agenda, making cheap use of that demographic? I mean, what the hell is wrong with saying that you can be pro-transgender while still recognizing the inherently unfair physical advantage that transgender females have over naturally born females in competitive sports? I mean, isn't isn't it accurate to say that camouflaging this grotesque (laughs) unfairness as a civil rights campaign really isn't fooling anybody with an IQ over banana pudding?
7: Yeah, well, it's too much common sense, right? And that's the the problem with the left is they don't want any facts. The facts are that, number one, before 2012, there was no scientific literature on girls ages 11 to 21 ever having developed gender dysphoria. Now it's a major issue. The facts are that over 75% of children with gender dysphoria don't carry it with them into adulthood. I mean, this is absolutely horrific, and they don't want to believe in the facts.
2: No, they don't. But you're just you're so spot on with the facts you just referenced. And when you juxtapose that to the reality of there only being like 1% of the population that's in the trans community, you then have to understand it to be mind-boggling that we have supposedly such a high percentage of kids experiencing this dysphoria. I mean, it, it makes no sense as a matter of math. Unless, of course, language is no longer tethered to the meanings of the words that comprise it. If you can't actually hang on the line for just a moment, folks, you're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. Going to be right back. In December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach,
1: potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, It's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager. JumpCloud's Antoine Jabara. Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices. And cloud-based options aren't ideal either. JumpCloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end-to-end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud-based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com.
10: There is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash CallSkill.
6: I'm Ben Affleck and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have
8: MS. I'm in a wheelchair and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system.
0: I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me? Would there be a ventilator for me? Would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy,
6: it's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them.
8: I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now.
6: We all got to help each other right now.
0: We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's helppv dot org.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. Delighted you could be with us. Well, former acting CIA director Michael Morrell admits that current Secretary of State Anthony Blinken asked him to coordinate that infamous letter signed by 51 former Intel officials to falsely portray the Hunter Biden laptop story as Russian disinformation. Uh, how many heads are going to roll and how much blood can we see spilled in the process? I mean, these people are just vile, disgusting, reptilian crap stains, without a doubt. Also, a current top IRS agent seeks whistleblower protection. Why? Because he wants to share documented proof that the investigation into uh, the Hunter Biden uh, tax scenario has been politicized. All right. He's the guy's got documented proof showing that the investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes has indeed been politicized and that senior officials have lied in their congressional testimony on the damn issue. What's next in that regard? We have assisting in the opining and analyzing old friend of the show, none other than Ashley Hayek, uh, executive director at uh, America First Policy Institute. By the way, she was uh, the National Coalition's director for President Trump's 2020 campaign. Uh, We also want to talk with her about Trump's indictment out of New York and what's going on with that. Ashley, thanks so much for sticking around. We appreciate it.
7: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Now, indeed, I do want to get into Trump's indictment and all the, all the developments about it. But, I again, I'd be guilty of uh, talk host malpractice unless I asked you to uh, comment on what's going on with uh, the Mike Morell uh, situation. Again, he's a former deputy CIA director, um, and he says that uh, Blinken, who's now the secretary of state, uh, reached out to him when he was on uh, Joe Biden's campaign. Um, matter of fact, uh, Solomon and Jeeves, uh Uh, John Solomon and Nick Jeeves of uh, Just the News reported on this. They say, in part, here's a couple of excerpts. The transcript of Morell's interview showed he had no intent to write the statement and that Blinken's call actually triggered his actions. The same day Blinken reached out to Morell, the same day uh, current Secretary of State Blinken, then uh, senior advisor of the Biden campaign, the same day Blinken reached out to Morell, An article was published in USA Today alleging that the FBI was looking into the laptop as part of a quote-unquote disinformation campaign. Now, that's the end of the excerpt. Actually, the problem here is that these low-life inbreds allied with the Biden campaign, obviously coordinated with active government personnel to pressure big tech to quash that Hunter Biden laptop story, and that wound up engaging in election interference, when you think about it, which, of course, denied the American voting public the information they had the right to know before voting. Where am I overstating a damn thing here? Ashley?
7: Well, first of all, I have to commend the, the Judiciary Committee right now for exposing all of this. Because in the past, I feel like we've been, as a conservative, as a Republican Party, very stagnant in highlighting and identifying identifying and exposing the swamp that is happening over in Washington, D.C., And, you know, in that the letter, Morell, as you said, told the committee that Blinken reached out to him um, after the New York Post published the articles. And remember, New York Post, all of their articles were taken off Twitter. So many people were censored uh, on Twitter. All of that has been exposed through the Twitter files. But how are we supposed to trust a single thing that Blinken said about Russia or really any other foreign adversary moving forward?
2: No, actually, you're correct. You're correct. But let me ask you this. Let's remember, Blinken now is not a private citizen, okay? And this schmuck is obligated by constitutional law to subject himself to Congress's questions because of its oversight authority. So let me ask you, how do you see him coping with having to go up against the already sworn testimony of former acting CIA director Michael Morell that really incriminates both him and Team Biden? How's he going to behave in this regard?
7: He's, he's going to very much struggle. I think he's going to not give very many answers. I think he's going to withhold information. He's going to try to withhold information. I mean, we've seen this play out how many times, and, um, and we'll see how the media covers this, right? It's always one-sided. It's always hide. It's always protect. It's always lie. But that's why we have an obligation to continue to expose the corruption, whether it's, Blinken, or whether it's you know at our border with Mylorcas, I mean there are so many issues from the Hunter family, the the Hunter Biden family, Joe Biden, his brother, um, the the daughter-in-law, it just keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper, um, and we have to expose every last bit of this.
2: Oh, I think you're right, and and when you put this orchestrated canard together with. Hillary Clinton and the DNC coordinating with government officials to conjure the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, it gets even richer. And then, of course, you got the Biden administration's documented censorial campaign to quash scientific dissent against its life-killing COVID protocols. I mean, when you look at all this, is it really any wonder that so much of the nation would just love to see these idiots face some really grueling accountability?
7: There has to be some level of accountability at this point, because... um, Everything that we've seen, first of all, Blinken should resign in shame, and he should, you know, have some sort of criminal punishment for this. Um, there's just no excuse for what's happening, and it's literally just a constant act to cover up the Biden family corruption. Plain and simple. Yeah, and now
2: you've got this uh, IRS agent who wants whistleblower. That's right. Uh, you know, immunity. Uh, apparently, guy is a seasoned agent with universal, who's universally held in high, high regard. He's got tactile proof that there are shenanigans going around the Hunter Biden tax investigation. Now, Hunter Biden's attorney says, how dare this guy, Clark, said, oh, he's uh, violating the law by bringing all this up. No, he's not. He's not violating the law as long as he's not disclosing specifics about Hunter Biden's tax history. What he's disclosing uh, is the bad conduct being perpetrated by those surrounding the investigation. The two should not be thought of as mutually exclusive, should they?
7: I thought we wanted it to expose everybody's tax returns. But why are they changing their story here? Isn't that yeah, right. so funny how that yeah, yeah, yeah. happens? Well, Hunter, uh, Biden's, it, Hunter, Biden's technically,
2: Hunter Biden's technically a private citizen. Yeah. But my point is, the accusation, yeah, has, so no the accusation has no credibility. The The accusation has no credibility, though. Because this whistleblower right. is not disclosing a single diphthong about Hunter Biden's taxes. He's disclosing problems, of uh, bad behavior of the people surrounding the investigation of Hunter Biden's taxes. That's all I'm saying.
7: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. But here's, here's the other piece. How much have they dug into Eric Trump and Laura Trump and Ivanka Trump and Jared Trump true, and true. the entire Trump family? I mean, no stone left unturned with that family in specific, particularly. But number two, the other thing I think we need to remember is Joe Biden all of a sudden wants to make a big annou- presidential announcement. Why do you think he's doing that right now? He needs to bury these stories immediately, and I think that's his plan.
2: Yeah, but some of these have more legs than than, than he can remove. Uh, th- these Let's these hope are too so. big now. These are too big. I mean, there's a lot of uh, bias in the media. They act as dykes to keep the waters of truth from washing ashore. But as you know, sometimes the waves are so insurmountable and so vast that they crash over those dikes of denial, and that's exactly what's going on right now. The preponderance of evidence proving the Bi- Team Biden's bad behavior is just undeniable. Ashley, thanks again, folks. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. The opinions
0: you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.